time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. Walter Storholt back with you alongside Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Thanks for being with us once again. Glenn, what's going on in your world this week? Hey, Walter. No, we're staying busy. We're um, actually meeting with a lot of clients this week and doing a lot of work and trying to you know help folks out and Make sure that they're prepared uh, as we kind of come in towards the the end of the year. There's, you know, and it, it sounds funny, the end of the year in August, but you know, when we start making plans and we, if we need to do some different tax planning or make some different decisions, this is the time to be doing it. So I'm staying pretty busy meeting with folks. That's a great point, and it is the topic of our conversation today. If you are a regular listener to the show. Welcome back. Good to have you with us. If you're new to the program or relatively new, this is the Retirement Roadmap. This is where Glenn Mosseller joins us each week as the registered financial consultant at Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office there on Mears Chapel Road to talk about things in the financial world throughout the financial landscape, how they might impact you, and to give you some tips and ideas and things to be thinking about as you prepare for not only retirement, but your overall financial picture going forward. And as Glenn kind of mentioned, today we're talking about the third and fourth quarter of this year being uh, 2019, just in case you happen to be listening to the archives and this is, you know, the year 2022 when you're listening to this. Well, things have changed since now, so you can probably skip this episode. But from a 2019 standpoint, we're talking about what to do in the third and fourth quarter, kind of giving you a to-do list, a planning to-do list here. Some of the things that you might want to get a checkup on if you're a retiree or approaching retirement in the next couple of years to keep you on the right financial track. So first thing on the checklist here, Glenn, is to evaluate IRA and or your Roth contribution options. That's a lot of you know, kind of buzzwords in that one checklist item, IRA, Roth contributions, options. What do we mean by doing all of this? Well, Walter, I mean, whenever we're thinking about saving for retirement and you're doing that, you know, into IRAs or 401ks or, you know, or whether they be Roth accounts, I mean, we're, we're really thinking about a couple of things, especially when we're talking about Roth accounts. And that is that everybody needs to be saving for retirement or has, or needs to have saved enough for their retirement, depending on where you are in life. But when we start thinking about these types of accounts, you know, taxes become an issue, right? Because if we're thinking about, you know, traditional IRAs and traditional 401ks, those are pre-tax dollars that are going into those accounts. In other words, those dollars have not yet been taxed and they will get taxed or they'll least be subject to taxation when they come out of those accounts. Whereas, you know, a Roth account is designed to, you know, you pay taxes first and then put the money in and then that growth becomes, you know, tax-free, assuming that you, you know, follow a couple of rules that are out there. But, you know, ultimately, those two accounts, you know, they operate similarly in that they're savings for retirement, but they operate a little differently on the tax front. And so when we start thinking about, well, what is your tax situation going to be like? That's a question that needs a little bit more, you know, definition. And what I mean by that is, what is your tax situation for the rest of this year? And what's it going to look like when you file your taxes next April? And also in terms of what is your tax situation going to look like once you transition into retirement? and you start taking money out. And so there's a couple of planning opportunities there. Most oftentimes, most people are thinking about what is their tax situation going to be like this year and what's it going to look like when they file their tax returns, you know, next year and probably March or April, you know, when they're filing their taxes. But, you know, I always argue that you, you've got to not only look at that, but, you know, probably even more importantly, in a lot of cases is to look to, well, what is your tax situation going to look like when you're in retirement? Are you saving enough money into the right types of accounts to give yourself the opportunity to be um, tax efficient 
when you're in retirement, because most people I talk to, when they look at the situation, you know, of where tax rates are today and where they might be in the future, when we start thinking about that, we're we're at pretty low rates historically, and then when we look out into the future, when we realize that the amount of debt and deficits and everything that we have as a country, and the need that the government's going to have, you know, to raise more revenue, well, we need to start thinking about that the accounts that we've saved into, and are there going to be implications, you know, on those accounts as we start to take money out if the tax situation changes, i.e. the tax rates change or they, they change the tax brackets, meaning the thresholds. If you have X amount of income, does that put you in this tax bracket or that tax bracket? So there's a lot of planning that needs to go into those retirement accounts. And it's a conversation that almost everybody should be engaged in. That's number one on your to-do list here at the uh, second half of the year in the third and fourth quarters. Evaluate those contribution options for your Roth and regular traditional IRA opportunities. Something else that's on the checklist is look for opportunities to offset gains with losses in your investments. What do we mean by this, Glenn, and how do you help folks do it? So, Walter, I mean, there's situations where, I mean, now we're talking about a different type of an account now because, you know, an IRA or a Roth IRA or a 401k, I mean, those can go up and down and, you know, and there's there's never any tax implications to those accounts moving in terms of their values until and unless you take the money out. But if you have like, say, for instance, you have a regular brokerage account or maybe you have some real estate or some other you know property like that that you know is going to be subject to capital gains or capital losses there are situations where it's like you know hey maybe you have a big gain on something then it's really time for you to move away from that investment and and take profits and then maybe you have a need for that money in other places and you want to see if you can be more tax efficient there might be other investments that you have that are out there that maybe you haven't done as well and that there's some losses that you can go ahead and take because it might take a while for those things to recover. And you know, if you have some losses and you also have some gains, there's ways of strategizing to make those maybe offset each other a little bit so that you're able to be a little bit more tax efficient in your planning. And when you're looking at, you know, what are going to be the tax implications of moving from this investment to that investment, you know, and sometimes folks, it's like, you know, hey, I don't want to take that gain because I don't want to pay the taxes, or they might not want to sell something because they're waiting for it to come back. And then if you think a little bit outside the box, there's some other ways of thinking about it that might be advantageous. And so it's worth a conversation with somebody who can help you with that type of planning. Another item on the to-do list, get updated estimates on retirement income streams. So we're talking about social security, pensions, and the like. Yes, Walter. And obviously, that's very, very important to do, right? I mean, when you're thinking about retirement, most people kind of focus a lot of their attention on their retirement accounts. What I mean by that is like their IRAs, their 401ks, their Roth accounts, and all of those kinds of things. And sometimes they don't pay as close attention to some of the other pieces of the puzzle, like the Social Security, as to, you know, hey, what is the Social Security picture going to look like in terms of when should you take your Social Security? If you're married and you're, you're, your spouse is going to also take a Social Security benefit, those kind of things need to be coordinated and planned for. Same thing if you have, you know, pension or pensions that are going to be cash flow that's going to be coming into the household. You want to be kind of, you know, doing some strategizing probably with your advisor to determine, you know, how is going to be the best way to do that? And also, what are going to be the tax implications of doing that? But 
But the only way that you can even begin to have those conversations is to know exactly where you stand right now and where you're likely to stand in the future and when it's time to turn those things on. And the only way that you can have that is that you get those updates on a regular basis. You kind of keep track of that. You know, a lot of people will like tune into the, you know, the financial networks on TV or check things online and see where prices are and whatnot. And, you know, that's understandable, you know, especially, you know, when you're in your earning years and you're kind of, you know, looking at, should I make this move or should I change there or whatnot? But ultimately, it's like when we start thinking about, you know, when are you going to get the cash flow from and what's your income plan going to be? Well, I mean, for very vast majority of folks, I mean, Social Security and pensions, you know, are, are likely to play a, a pretty big role in that. And most people don't have pensions, but almost, you know, virtually everybody's got Social Security. And you want to know how to maximize that and get the most out of it, not only in terms of when and how to take it and get the most cash flow, but also how are you going to plan for that and make the tax implications there work as well. And that's kind of coordinating all, all of your planning together. And those are the things that you really want to be thinking about and looking for an advisor to help you with. So many of these little items can go a long way, and sometimes you might be able to just check it off the list easily and move on to the next thing. Other times it'll reveal some gaps in the plan that need to be addressed. That's the helpful thing with going through some of these to-do lists and checklists. And if you're working with an advisor, they should be walking you through these things or checking on them for you. But it's always good to have this in the back of your mind as well. Also on the list here, Glenn, is to create a plan or a schedule to be debt-free if you don't already have one. Right. Right. And so we, first thing we got to do is we got to remember what is the definition of debt, right? And that might be different for different people. And folks listening might say, well, what, is, what do you mean by that? It's like it's different for different people. And so, you know, I would argue that, you know, if you have money that you have borrowed, let's say, for instance, maybe you took out a loan on your car and you're making car payments or something of that nature. Well, I mean, as I really look at it, you know, and I talk, have conversations with folks, you know, when we think about what does debt really mean, well, true debt is that if you have an obligation and you've got to pay for something and you have no other way of paying for it other than money that you have not yet earned, that's really debt, right? Because it's now you've got this weight on your future earnings potential. If, on the other hand, you have borrowed money by choice and you have enough money in the bank or in other places to be able to just pay that loan off at any time, that's not really debt. You've got the assets to pay for it. I mean, you, you, you know, your balance sheet, you have more resources than you have obligations. And so you're not really in debt if you have borrowed some money purposefully. Maybe you're getting a zero interest loan. You know, you see a lot of times the, the car dealerships will be running those kinds of ads or different things like, you know, if you were needing some new furniture or different things like that. You know, if you're getting zero interest or, you know, that kind of a thing, it might be very wise to do that and unwise to just pay for it in cash because it's like if you have money sitting somewhere that's earning something and you're taking that money and you're paying for something in a lump sum that could have been earning you money, then you have to maybe evaluate, is was that the right move? So the first idea in terms of figuring out whether or not you're going to have debt or not is understanding what debt really is and if you've got a plan to make sure that you have that balance right inside your head and then also have a plan to make sure that you know when you need money, you're going to have access to it and be able to live the lifestyle that you need and want to have. And I know that's a little different take on debt, but you know most people kind of think in terms of, gosh, I have this payment or I owe this, that means that I'm in debt. Well, 
Yes and no. And you really have to kind of look at it. One of the big things that comes up to play is, is when people are talking about their house. And particularly when you're getting ready to retire, you know, the vast majority of people that are getting ready to retire, if they still have a loan on their house, it's normally that they're in the last stages of a loan that they've had in place for a really long time. And most of the payments that they're making are principal payments. And there's very little interest left in a lot of cases like that. And you start to think about it, it's like, well, should you take a lump sum and just pay all that off? Or should you just continue to make the payments in as much as there's very little, if any, interest being charged? You know, it might be better off to kind of think that all the way through before you just take a lump sum of money and then just pay it off. And now you've depleted resources. And now, you, yes, you don't have that bill anymore, but now you don't have that money in that account anymore either. And so you want to be strategic about how you do that. Does that make sense, Walter? It does. Debt's uh, certainly a, a hindrance for a lot of retirement plans, and so having a schedule or a plan to get rid of it opens up a lot of freedom, so it's a good thing to analyze each year, certainly. Last but not least, if you're planning for the third and fourth quarter, this is something else you can put on the list, rebalancing. Rebalance your portfolio to be sure that you're as diversified as you need to be. This is something that you're doing uh, regularly with folks. Yeah, Walter. And, you know, diversification is, you know, there's a lot of pieces of that puzzle. Obviously, most people kind of think in terms of diversification and rebalancing, you know, in terms of the asset classes that they're holding in their portfolios. And those are important things to rebalance and be aware of. But there's also, you know, when you start thinking about, particularly in the retirement years, about how is your money, um, you know, how is it you know, set up in the different accounts? And when I talk about diversification with folks, I talk about maybe, you know, tax diversification, meaning that you have have taxable accounts, money that you have already paid taxes on, but it's now sitting in an account. And so it might be in the bank account where you're going to earn interest and you're going to get a 1099 at the end of the year. Or maybe it's sitting in a brokerage account and you might be subject to dividends and capital gains coming up onto your tax return. That's a taxable account. Then, of course, we have the tax deferred accounts like a 401k and a traditional IRA where that's pre-tax money and it's in that account. It's going to be taxed when it comes out. And then there's tax advantage or tax free. Those would be like Roth accounts and other you know, there's a few other types of accounts that are tax free. And so to my way of thinking, when we're thinking about you know, being efficient in retirement, we want to think in terms of diversification there, too. And a lot of folks are way out of balance when they have you know, too much in any one of those buckets. And so that's a type of diversification that we need to focus on, as well as time diversification. When are you going to need the money? Think in terms of there's a certain amount of money that you're going to need now or over the, like the next 12 months. And then there's another portion of money that you're going to probably need over the next 10 years if you're getting ready to retire or you've just started retirement. And that needs to be positioned in such a way that you don't have a lot of volatility involved there so you can draw that money out without worrying about what the markets are going to do. And then you have your later bucket, maybe you know 10 years or more away before you're going to touch it. And that should be uh, positioned in a different way. And those are different ways of diversifying rather rather than only thinking about what kind of asset classes do I have in my particular brokerage account or my IRA. Well, it's all really helpful information, Glenn, and it's why we've got to just be careful about, you know, these steps and keep them in front of us, making sure that we're taking the proper steps to plan each and every year. And if you're heading into that second half of 2019 without a plan, these should be some good checklist items as reminders. If you're not covering these things already, time to do so. And there's always an area of opportunity for improvement when it comes to your finances. And if you're not working with somebody who's helping you seek those out and discover them for you, Glenn is certainly going to be 
be there to walk you through that path. And so if you'd like to get in touch with him, you can do so by going online to greensbororetirement.com. Click on free consultation at the bottom of the page and schedule a time to meet. That's greensbororetirement.com. Or give a call, 336 area code 291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks so much. Always helpful having uh, you on the program to guide us, and we'll look forward to another good show next week. Fantastic, Walter. Talk to you then. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time back here on the Retirement Roadmap. 